Okay, so I want to talk about what to look for to protect yourself against sociopaths. It's almost like this, the people, the sociopaths are all working off of the same playbook because their behavior, you know, when you meet a sociopath and then you meet a completely different one and then a third one, it's as if they're all working off of the same playbook. It's really strange, but once you learn and understand what to look for, there's about 12 different tips and they're sequential. Once you learn this and understand this, this is very important. You can learn to protect yourself and you can learn to avoid a lot of heartache, whether it's through friends, family, through your love life. Um, but this is very important and I highly, highly recommend that people learn this and understand that this is this is almost like the the master tips that sociopaths use. And it took me a long time to really learn this and understand this. And I don't think this way. And but I kept getting hurt by certain people and I started learning that it was all the same person. Different people, but it was all the same technique. And, you know, when you're not a sociopath, you're kind of vulnerable to being hoodwinked by sociopaths. If you don't understand this technique, you're vulnerable to, to being bamboozled, so to speak. And, you know, when I was younger and dating, I this happened to me. Um, this happened to me in business and it happened to me with one of my closest friends, but it took me a really, really long time and it actually took studying psychoanalysis and it also took my own therapy, my own psychoanalysis to really start putting the pieces together, which was really helpful for me. And this is why I'm sharing it so that people and what I've learned, I want to share it so that I can help other people avoid um, experiencing what I've experienced. But it's also, um, once you see this, you can't unsee it. Um, it's helpful. Um, it's helpful in the workplace. It's helpful just in life. And... I think it's just, it's, these are 12 things you need to learn. I'm just going to say it like that. Okay, number one. When you meet a sociopath, they will stare directly into your eyes and they will listen very intently and they will hang on every word. They're not casual about listening, like, you know, an average person will take a drink of their water or they'll look around or they'll check their phone. A sociopath stares at you while they're listening to you and they're very, they listen, they, they hang on every single word and they, they remember what you say, but the way that the other person 
response to this is it's flattering. It's flattering when someone listens to you and hangs on every single word. You think, wow, this person really likes me. That's how I felt when I had someone hanging on every word and staring at me. I I thought like, I was like, wow, this is really flattering. This person really likes me. It's the first tactic in the sociopathic playbook. It's the first tip to look for. Because an average person, when they're listening to you, they may like look at their fingernail or they may play with a bracelet or they may look at their watch that, you know, some people are a little bit more fidgety. I, I know I am, or they'll, they'll kind of, you know, may, they may look out the window or they may look at their foot or no, a sociopath stares into your eyes. It's almost a little unsettling. Once you learn that, that's the one thing to look for. Number two, they will call you and text you frequently. And you think it's flattering, like, wow, this person really likes me. What they're doing is they're trying to establish control. You think that this person really likes you and it's flattering. This is a tactic of theirs. They're trying to establish control. They're also checking to see how frequently you will respond or engage. Number three, and this is a big one also, and this is one that's a little spooky or a little eerie. It's a little creepy. The sociopaths, they mirror their targets. So they will mimic or copy you. They like everything you like. And that's really flattering when you're on the receiving end of that. They may like what you're wearing. They may like your hair. They may like your makeup. And they may start asking you questions like, oh, what? Where'd you get that lipstick? Or where did you, you know, I love your bracelet. You know, like if you're with a female and you think this, this person could potentially be a friend, they will start asking you questions about things that you are wearing or jewelry or your makeup or your hair. But it's, it's, it feels very flattering. But if you really think about it, That's a very intrusive question. And, but again, they're mirroring you and they like whatever you like. This is all fake. It's a setup. They don't actually like everything you like. They they mirror you to make you feel good and it's part of the love bombing process but they they mirror you so that you start to believe that this that they're just like you and so when this is someone that you potentially could date like say if this is your if this is your first date 
or someone that you might be interested in dating and they're mirroring you, you think, wow, this person's just like me. This is, this could be my soulmate. When in fact, they may not be nothing like you. They're they're just showing you a facade. They're mirroring you. And I've talked a a little bit about this in other podcasts. But these are specific tactics. There's 12 of them. This is number three. They mirror you. Then number four, and this is when things start, you know, they start, you know, upping things a little bit. They proclaim their love for you. And this is where all of your defenses will fall away. You know, when someone says they love you, that's like, you know, to a genuine person, that's like heartwarming. Like, wow, this person really loves me. That's number four. They proclaim proclaim their love for you. They're moving in. Moving a little faster, they're moving in. Number five, pursue, pursue, pursue. They're now, they've proclaimed your love, they've studied you, they've mirrored you, but now, you know, they're almost halfway there. They're going to pursue, pursue, pursue you. Then number six, you're now caught up in this like whirlwind relationship. It can be like a best friend, like this person may become your best friend or this person may become like your soulmate or this person may become you know it can be like an affair or this person could become you know someone that you just fell in love with and it's this whirlwind whirlwind romance and they call all the time and you may go on these getaways, could be like getaway weekends. And this is when things like heat up. You now feel really close to this person. Um, but things happen really fast. And number seven, this is when the sociopath starts giving you like little gifts. Can be something little. Um, can be anything. It can be a piece of candy. They'll give you a little gift and then you feel like you have to reciprocate. You feel obligated to reciprocate. And then number eight, this is a big one. They'll make you feel sorry for them. They may start sharing like sob stories like, well, I had this abusive ex you know, I had this, you know, horrible ex relationship. It was really bad. It was abusive. Or I had this abusive parent. And they'll start sharing this story to make you feel sorry for them. Pay attention to this and pay attention to what story they're sharing with you and who this person is. This is very important in terms of just what they're presenting to you. Because if you're if you have empathy as a human being, this hooks people in. People that have empathy or people that care, you're like, "Oh my gosh, that sounds horrible. I'm so sorry." This is where this is this kind of stuff gets me. 
because I have a lot of empathy for people. I care for people. You know, I feel bad for people. I have this like very protective side when it comes to people. So these, you know, these sob stories or these abusive stories, that really affects me. And so sociopaths specifically target people that have a lot of empathy. And so when they tell you this sob story, they're also observing you to see how you react. Because they want you to get hooked. They want you to get upset. That's all part of the strategy. That's all part of the setup. And then number nine, there's this, now this next level of, you know, they want to have sex with you. The sociopath is going to push for sex. And sex equals trust. I mean, granted, if you're in a friendship with a sociopath, obviously this stage is not going to happen, but you'll skip over the stage. But, you know, if this is a romantic relationship, they are going to push hard for sex. Again, because sex equals, equals trust. And then next, number 10, they will look for and seek out your vulnerabilities. They'll want to know what happened to you when you were young or, you know, what makes you sad or what upsets you. They're going to seek out what your vulnerabilities are and they call it, that's how they're going to set the hook. And it's going to make it really hard for you to leave the relationship or escape the relationship. Because of your vulnerabilities that you share with this person, you know, we don't share our vulnerabilities with everyone. But when you meet like a soulmate or someone that's special, you know, you share your vulnerabilities and then that person now has that private information about you. And sociopaths, that's why sociopaths get this, they get the dirt on you, so to speak. They deliberately get the dirt on you, knowing that it's going to make it harder for you to leave the relationship. That's why they they want your vulnerabilities. But you'll find that if you ask the sociopath their vulnerabilities, they either will skirt around the issue, they may not tell you them, or they'll lie. So that's something, if you have someone asking for your vulnerabilities, you have to make sure that you ask the other person the same question. Or even ask them, like, you know, why are you asking for that information? Because this is very important. The vulnerabilities that you share with the sociopath, and I promise you this, they will use your vulnerabilities against you later on. It may be a year, maybe two years, maybe five years, 10 years, 20 years, but they will use your vulnerabilities against you. So that's where you have to be really careful in what you share with people. I have this rule that You don't need to share your vulnerabilities until maybe you're married. 
people don't need to know your dirty laundry from your childhood. They don't need to know. You know, you're if you're an adult, why do you need to share your childhood trauma? That's private. I really think that that needs to be kept with the person. You don't need to share that because the the problem with sociopaths, you don't if you share some childhood trauma that was really horrible and you know really upsetting and it may be like some family issue or some family secret you don't know where that sociopath what they're going to do with that information that's what makes them so dangerous and here's another tip when you sit with a friend or girlfriends and you have that one friend that's always like trashing the other friend keep in mind that that person is going to do the same thing to you behind your back So be careful what private information you share or don't share private information until you really can trust the person. Okay, number 11. This is the stage where the sociopath, they call it employing the grand gesture. And employing the grand gesture is where they may give like a huge gift it may be like an extravagant date or it may be even proposing but this is a big grand gesture and this is where the the relationship friendship or you may get engaged this is where you really become bonded to each other solidifying the relationship number 12 they will, the narcissist, they can be a narcissist, but they're not always a narcissist. But the sociopath, they will ask what your hopes and dreams are. And this is what's interesting because whatever you tell them, whatever your hopes and dreams are, they will prop, promise to make your dreams come true. That never happens. They will promise to make your dreams come true, but again, that never happens. The dreams never do come true. It's just a way to keep you hooked to them. And so these 12 steps, if you go through these 12 steps to a with a sociopath, you will become addicted to this person. You'll become trauma bonded to this person. And this is what they do. And it's really hard to get out of these relationships. These relationships are very damaging. And once you stop feeding the sociopath, say like you're in a relationship with a sociopath and and you decide, wow, this is like abusive or emotionally abusive and you want to get out. They will drop you like your Tuesday's garbage. You know, like how you put out the garbage on the curb. They will like line up a whole new replacement person. And you won't even know that that's happening behind your back. They'll line up a whole new person and you'll be replaced like overnight. And they will just kind of like disappear. This is what they do. 
And it's as if the relationship just has disappeared. And everything that meant anything to you about this person was all fake. was all like a mirage. Because you kind of created the story. You created, you know, there's this line in the Johnny Depp court case with, you know, Amber Heard. And, and he talks about, there's a recording where, you know, he says you know, I never knew who you were, you know, that I created you in my mind. I created you. And so this is what makes it hard with sociopaths is because they mirror you and they like everything you like. It's almost like the wizard and wizard of Oz. You never really know who the person is behind the curtain because they're mirroring you. And it feels great when someone is saying, yeah, I like everything you like. I want to do everything you want to do. I want to go wherever you want to go. That's not realistic. That's not, that's not human. In fact, it's weird. You know, it may be great when you're in your 20s, but when you get older, you want to know what do you like? What do you dislike? You know, what are we going to disagree on? And you want this person to be separate from you. You don't want this person to be exactly like you. It's, it's strange. And when you really see how strange these people are, and you understand the warning signals and the warning signs, you will really understand and start seeing how dangerous these people are. Because they're con artists. You know, I never thought of myself as being involved in a con art with a con artist until I started studying psychoanalysis. And I started you know, seeing some of these patterns with one person in my life. And I'm like, oh my God, this, this sounds just like one of my friends. And yeah, it's kind of scary when you start seeing it. But once you see it, you can't unsee it. Because a a healthy human being is going to disagree with you. They're not going to like everything you like. In fact, uh, it's it's healthy to say, no, I don't want to go to the restaurant you want to go to. No, I don't like the same ice cream as you. No, I don't want to do, I don't want to go to the movies or whatever it is. That's very healthy. You know, instead... You know, I don't even want ice cream. I may want to, I don't know, um, have gelato. You know, I don't know. I'm just thinking of examples. But a sociopath is going to say, yeah, I want ice cream too. In fact, I want the same flavor you're having. And that's what 
that's what's so disturbing about it. Once you see this, you can protect yourself better. And now when I talk to someone and I'm meeting a stranger for the first time, I'm very standoffish when the person is listening just a little too intently and they're hanging on every word and they're staring into my eyes because it's like, that's a red flag. So these are all things to remember and these are all tips to protect yourself. Doesn't matter if it's a coworker, a friend, a friend of a friend, or a family member. There are sociopaths everywhere. So protect yourself and be safe. Thanks.